Welcome to Credit Union Joe is Disrupted with Josh. We're Today started. we're joined by Ben Rempe, Chief Operating Officer at Lender Close. Ben, how are we doing? I'm doing awesome, Joe. How about you? Doing great. Let's learn three things about you. Lightning round. Favorite food? Ooh, favorite food. Okay. Uh, how about a three-pound tomahawk ribeye, little Lowry seasoning salt, throw it on the grill, low heat, get it up to a nice 120 in the center, crank the heat, sear both sides, let it rest, cut into it. Beautiful. That's That thing's got the big bone, right? That's the big bone hanging off the tomahawk. You just hold on to the bone and eat it from there? Yes, exactly. You, you got All it. I see is Fred Flintstone. That's what I'm thinking of right now. That's about right, man. Perfect. Favorite movie? <laughs> Okay, uh, favorite movie. Okay, nor normally I would say Star Wars, except I saw a trailer for the new Top Gun movie. Have you guys seen this yet? Yes. Well, I'm feeling the need. Need for the speed. need for speed. Every time you <laughs> hit on. Love it. If you weren't helping make the credit union difference, what would you be doing for a living? Oh man. Um, <laughs> So my whole life, all I wanted to do was be a professional baseball player. That's what I thought I was going to do. And I chased that for a minute, and then it turned out I sucked at baseball. So uh, I still miss that. I still miss sports. One of my buddies is a, is a high school football coach, and, I, and I, I think that would be a really fun thing to do. So, and it's kind of like sales and you know, lending. It's, it's, all, it's all coaching and mentoring and, uh, and holding people accountable. So. Yeah, and you have to deal with the parents, though. That's the downfall of that piece. I don't know. But the, I, I hate that, too. I thought I wanted to play in the NBA would have been great, but it sucks that the prerequisite is skill. <laughs> I know. You actually have to be good at the sport to play it professionally. <laughs> wow, those are great questions, Joe. Do you have any real questions? That'll be fun. Uh, to yeah, actually. you know, let's, see, let's see. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to start easy. So, Ben, you've been around a lot of credit unions. Uh, yep. What do you really think makes a credit union successful? Hmm. Well, I think um, there's a couple things that that they just have um, just naturally that, that make credit unions credit unions. I think the first thing is a, a lot of times you have this generational membership where, you know, it, like my dad, uh, shortly after I was born, walked into the IBM Employees Credit Union. And the next thing you know, uh, I have kids and they still have accounts at the same place that, that I have. We've had it for a whole life. Um, and as long as they just make things easy and, and allow us to keep uh, doing our thing, we'll stay there. So there's this nice generational aspect that credit unions have that is kind of a family thing. The second thing is the, the localness of it. So, you know, maybe your kid's teacher, uh, their husband works at a credit union, or maybe you're, you're sitting at, a, at church and next to you is the, you know, the, the chairman of the board of a large credit union, you know, like these are local people who are your neighbors and your friends and and so that's something that I don't think you can replicate. Like I want to do business with, with those people and keep it local. So those are the two advantages I think credit unions just start with. Um, and then the ones that are, that are exceptional, um, they hold themselves accountable to what they're great at. They hold their teams accountable um, to delivering on, a, on, on, on their, whatever their value proposition is. Um, and, and they just lean into who they are. Uh, and I think that's consistent across the really successful ones. They've leaned into who they are and they embrace um, what they what they are there to do as a credit union. Hey, you know what, it, which is a great uh, segue. Since you have been around a lot of credit unions, the uh, the credit unions that suck, the sucky credit unions. Sure. What makes, what makes them sucky? Well, you know, I think 
that there's a lot of reasons for that, Josh. And I, and I don't want to dive in. We'll, we'll spend 30 minutes going after it if we wanted to. But I think there is a mentality that we've always done it this way. And so we're just never going to change. And we believe that, hey, service is there's popcorn in the lobby and come sit and have a cup of coffee. That's not service, Josh. That's, that's not what it is. And until we really break that mold of the way it always has been, um, they'll never move on to what their future is. And they're way behind credit unions that are moving forward and, and leaning into who they are. Yeah, I, man, I think you're so spot on. It's, way it's We've always done it that way, right? It's time to make the donuts, get up in the morning, let's go make the donuts. You know, sometimes I wonder, though, if it's not a bit of protectionism, you know, as you see uh, leadership, especially some CEOs at credit unions, that basically it's like, why make a change? Because I just need to ride this thing out uh, to wherever my uh, uh, golden years are going to take me, which is unfortunate. You don't have to answer that one. It's an opinion. I just think that that's in a it, that's my opinion that you see some of that too, that it's always the way it's been. I, you know, it's funny uh, and sorry, not digress, but thanks Joe sure. for letting me, we didn't want to hear you talk anyway, but uh, so uh, I always think of the organization, any organization as a person, right? Personify the person, which isn't uncommon. And yep. then I think of what age would that person be? Right. And I was telling somebody the other day, I go, once you define what age that company is or, or that business is as a person, they can never get older. They can't age out, out with the leadership or even the membership in a credit capacity. They have to stay the same age, yeah. right? So like if, if an organization's 35 years old, you always got to be cognizant to look through some of your decision-making, especially culturally or who you are, as if you're a 35-year-old. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I'm with you 100% on that. Joe, do you have a, a good question? I was trying. I mean, it's kind of relevant. I mean, because we're we're talking about growth and how, how credit unions can uh, can battle the big banks because but they don't have the technology budgets of these big banks. So, how do you think credit unions can compete with technology investments and growing and changing with the times, but balance that with their comparatively smaller budgets? Mm, well, first of all, that sounds like an excuse, not a reason. Um, secondly, we talk about this a lot internally. Um, we say we're kind of on the edge of this 1994 mo moment. Like, okay, wait a minute. Well, what's that mean? What happened in 1994? Well, first of all, Nebraska was on the verge of starting to win a whole bunch of national championships in football. And we're probably on the verge of that again. However, the real relevant um, piece of the conversation is that in 1994, there were three companies. You've heard of all of them. One is Sears, one is Walmart, and one was Amazon. And do you guys have any idea what was significant that happened in 1994? Internet related. No, probably the internet? Uh, no, actually the exact opposite. Here's what happened in 1994. Sears stopped sending the catalog. Uh, Sears had been sending the catalog since the 1800s. At one point in time, I could buy a whole house on the Sears catalog, and it would show up on a train. You'd take the logs off, and you'd put it together. Sears, do you, circle, do you ever circle the crap for Christmas? Like your parents give you the Sears catalog, you just circle the crap that you might want? I loved it. That was yeah. the best. You, you dog tag the ears. You check it all off. You circle it. So what was Sears selling, Josh? What were they selling? That, 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 what, what, that experience, you know, feelings, right? I'm home, I get this thing, and I'm elated to page through it and find the things that I want. They stopped doing that, and you know what they embraced? 
the softer side of Sears. Oh, and they, yeah, yeah, sure. Every end cap in every mall across the United States. And they are now, they went from being one of the largest companies in the world to delisted on the New York Stock Exchange. And probably, I don't even know if they're still around at all. But let's think about this. Sears was catalog. We didn't have the internet back there. This thing just showed up and like, oh yeah, I want this, I want this, I want this. How does Am? what do you guys do with Am? I've been spending so much money at Amazon lately because it's like, I open up my phone, I need something. Yep. Hey, you know, I think I need a new speaker outside. Yep. I want that. Oh, oh the girls' birthdays are coming up. Maybe we should do some. It's all right here. It's right on my phone. So Sears was Amazon before Amazon was Amazon. And Amazon just filled the gap. This company that was just selling books filled the need. It used to be I'd open the catalog and shop. Now I open up my computer and shop. Sears had the marketing lists. They had the distribution network. They had all the shipping. Uh, they had the shipping contracts so they could get anything anywhere, but they just gave it up to go retail. They could have invested the money and they didn't. They could have been Amazon, but they decided not to be. And the moment right now is it doesn't matter if you're big or small. Are you going to embrace technology or are you going to just run away from it and say, no, 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 this is how we're going to be. Because it's the way, you know, and, and in that case, it wasn't even the way it always was. It was, man, retail's blowing up. We just want to be retail. No, hey, no, you no. know, to that point, you know, your, your great, great point is, is what I hear you saying too, is that you, it's hard to get some credit unions to make those investments at times. And you know, what's crazier is I think it seems like, or perhaps let me submit this idea. They don't even consider them investments. It's just right. a sunk cost. So then here's the question. If you're a credit union that is making any money, right? But you're a not-for-profit financial cooperative, right? Sure. What are you making the money for if you're not investing it? Well, you know, Josh, there's a, a CD yield that I might be able to get 85 basis points uh, that I could just plop it in there and hope to make some, you know, guaranteed return. Um, or, you know, I could take a, a half a million dollars and use that as capital to start QSO. Or I could take a million dollars and invest in a QSO. Or I could um, try to partner with companies that are relevant to me. And I'm not talking about big tech. There are startups everywhere that need capital. And they are the technology companies that if they don't get the capital, they might have the coolest widget in the world, but if they don't have the ability to make it go, it won't happen. We need those types of companies. We need an infrastructure where we can reach out and, and partner with tech or create it on our own. You guys have created stuff on your own. You don't have budget for it. You just do but it. Do you, do you not find it incredibly ironic though? Because what I was going to say is, yeah, Ben, that's great. But uh, what if we invest this money? What if it fails? And I think, because you hear that kind of stuff, right? What if it doesn't work? And that's what people are thinking, which is really ironic when you consider that a financial institution is in the risk business. Mm, don't we forget that sometimes that we yeah. are in the, the minute that you make a loan, even the, the second you take a deposit, you're in the risk business now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Joe, what do you got? You got anything to add? What are you doing? No, I mean, I was, I, I, I was just trying to uh, figure out how to spell risk. I was using and counting and I, it was, you know, I only have 10 fingers. <laughs> um, no, but uh, let's, well, speaking of risk, let's talk about operational efficiency because we've kind of skipped forward a little bit. Uh, okay. Where do you see credit unions stumble in terms of their operational efficiency? If they're heavily risk, they're not investing in technology, you know, where we're just stumbling all over the place. What's it look like? Um, you know, I, so first of all, there's, there are a percentage of credit unions that 
that do operations and risk really, really well. And, and there are some that have made investments into technology that really study the way that they do things and, and they do a great job. But your average credit union is, is not that way. And they struggle with efficiency and all over the place. I mean, we talk to billion dollar credit unions that are still using Excel spreadsheets for loan decisioning or tracking things. And it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's not safe, it's not efficient. Uh, and, and they shouldn't be doing it. But the thing that I really think about, Joe, and I, um, we, we look at numbers all day. We're in the Callahan stuff, just looking at percentages. Do you guys know what percentage of credit, what the average credit union, what percentage of their members have a real estate loan with the credit union? Oh, it's not going to be exceptionally high. No. No. 20, 15%? Four. <laughs> And are you talking about, are you talking about even ones that, that they, they'd be holding them or if they're selling them as well? Both, both. It, it's one, it's all in one bucket. Yeah. 4%, 4% of the average credit union member, uh, the average credit union, you, their members have a real estate loan. Do you, th you think it's because they're not sure how to manage the risk of a, a longer term asset? Um, I think it's risk related 100%. It, which is insane because you can walk into a credit union and get a $15,000 unsecured loan and get the cash right now. But if I say, well, hold on, I actually want to use my home as collateral. Oh, well, now it's 45 days for 15,000 bucks that you'll give me right now and I'll pledge my house. But now I got to wait 45 days. Okay, never mind. Um, we have this misaligned idea of what risk is. Um, a, another percentage that's interesting is only 17% of, of credit union members have a credit card with the credit union. 24% have a car loan. 24%. That, and if you just add those up and you, and you say, okay, there's no overlap here, that's what, less, less than 50% of, of the people who are members have a loan? Whoa, whoa. Now, why, 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 why? Why, what do you mean? Because they're, they're, they're not in a sales business, right? What? Sales is a dirty word, right? It's funny, they say sales is a, is a four letter word, but actually sales is a five letter word. <laughs> <laughs> right, but sorry, but you're saying also the systems that go with it, right? Yeah, this, the systems. I, one of the things that we get is, well, you know, I mean, shoot, we do uh, auto loans all day, they're easy, you know, you just click, 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 done. Well, home equity lending's easy too. If you're not using tools and technology, you're doing it wrong, man. Mm -hmm. It can be just as easy as doing a car loan. Doing a credit, I mean, credit card is the easiest thing you can do. But if I go apply for a credit card at the credit union, I got to wait seven to 10 business days before the card plastic shows up. But I go apply it at, at Apple or, Am or at uh, American Express. I apply at nine. I get my card loaded on my phone at 9.30 and I go to Panera Bread at 11 and buy my salad. Like, yeah. why can't I do this? Yeah. What's stopping us? Joe, right, well, you, you, Joe, you, you painted the doom and gloom Joe. picture. No, no, Josh. you saying uh, you painted the doom and gloom picture, but let's talk disruption. Let's, what's the positive spin on this? There's, there's, there's got to be an answer for it. Oh, uh, well, there, there are answers all over the place. And, and I am encouraged. I mean, we're, we're QSO guys, and, and we're, we have credit unions who invest in us. So we do a lot with other QSOs, and I see the things that are out there. We're also pretty active in the little tech scene in our community. There are all sorts of people who are doing stuff that are really amazing. But as an industry, generally we see startup as scary. 
risky. We see new partner and they're a, they're a fintech and we go, ooh, that's gonna be a compliance nightmare. Oh boy. Or, oh geez, I really worry about security protocols. Man, that's scary. Well, it's scary because we don't know about it. It's scary because we don't understand it. It's scary because we just kind of shun it away versus going and asking questions. And it turns out all of those scary things about security, a good fintech's already thought about it and they've got it mitigated. All of the compliance thing, it's already been thought about and it's already been mitigated. And if it hasn't been thought about, that fintech is gonna go, holy smokes, I never thought of that before. Thank you for sharing your input. We're actually gonna put that into the next release of our software. So like, we gotta embrace this stuff, man. It's coming, it's out there. The future is, is now. Are we gonna embrace it? Or are we just gonna watch as it passes us by? Hey, Joe, can I ask an adult question? Please. Thank you. So taking all that into consideration, would, and you were talking about numbers and statistics, which is kind of uh, credit unions can usually understand numbers, right? They should. Yeah, right. Do you think, a, do you think a, and not to put words in your mouth, do you think a fair first step for credit unions to really look at where their investments in tech could be maybe is to actually look at the, uh, the average lines or high-performing credit unions and then look at their numbers and see the places where they're trending away from others and, and have dialogue around that. In other words, if, if a high-performing credit union has 30% or 40% of their balance sheet made up of mortgage loans, when you were talking about 4%, and, and if I'm a credit union that only has 4%, I should be able to have conversations about that difference, right? And say, hey, why are we trending away? Or yeah. if new technology is going this way and people are adding this technology and you're not, you should yeah. at least be able to understand why you're not, right? How, so I guess that, that's what I'm thinking of as a step one. What would be step one in your mind for a credit union saying, yeah, we know we need to do more with tech to help our organization grow. There's just so much out there. Where do we start? Man, that's a, that we could take this and I mean, we could spin this off for an hour, Josh. Um, yeah. I think to me, step one always starts with the individual. And step one is I got to put my shield and sword away and I really have to allow myself to be vulnerable and open myself to the idea that maybe I was thinking about this wrong. So step one is get the person to say, okay, I got, I got to think about this. Step two then would be what are best practices out there? And then step three to me is what's the simplest thing I can do now? And the simplest thing you could do right now might be just pull up a list of your members and just call, call them and say, hey, how's it going? What are you doing? Um, I see you have, I mean, maybe you did a car loan for them two years ago and you still have the credit bureau report and you say, hey, I see you have a, a credit card with US Bank. Man, why don't you, if you're gonna carry a card, don't you think you should carry the credit union's card? I mean, if something goes bad, would you rather call into their call center or call me? Because I'm right here. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are the easy, that's not even sales, Josh. That's just asking how, how are you? <laughs> right. Can I help? Yeah. Just start easy. And then you'll have a little bit of success. And, and once you have a little success, it snowballs. And then you start interacting with leaders like, like you. We start interacting and going to conferences and seeing what's available, what's possible. Now the world looks differently. The lens that we always look through We've taken it off, and now we're seeing the, the, the world more cleanly. Yeah, you're right. We could go on for this for an hour when you're talking about even conferences. I'm thinking we need to, have, we need to talk you into coming back, or Joe does at least, or his booking agent is that uh, needs to talk you into coming back. And, and we start with, like, what are the five things that, that frustrate us the most about the industry? And, 
And, and what, uh, when you said conference, I thought, man, the lack of uh, putting value to education is a frustrating point for me too, but that's a different topic. Gosh, I've got, there's an article that I wrote and it's on CU Insight right now. And it's the five things a loan officer should stop doing right now. Yeah. I see a world where loan officers aren't keying data and pushing papers and instead they're adding value to their borrowers and their communities at large. That's yep. the future that I see and we can get there together. Yep. Love it, Ben. Well, Hey, I appreciate it. I'll let you off the hot uh, seat. Joe's here. back. Yeah, <laughs> I know I'm here. I, you know, I went for a coffee break. I came back. Uh, but folks, if it only took one or two things away, it sounds like we can't let building built in excuses stop us. We need to be able to embrace change and let yourself be a little bit vulnerable, uh, but that change to achieve growth, but that change can start with just a simple phone call. We don't have to bite off the, the whole FinTech environment uh, in one in one foul swoop. Would that be fair? I think that's fair, Joe. Thanks for I having me, man. This was fun. Thanks. Right, well, thank Always appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. This has been Credit Union. Joe is disrupted with Josh.